Hey, I'm Nick Sagius from Tribe of Pazuzu, and you're listening to Misery Play Radio. Bastards, thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. As always, I appreciate you dragging your ass through the underworld to join me here in the wasteland, and I hope you're ready because today we're going to force feed you another brutal dose of death metal awesomeness, courtesy of an amazing band based out of Canada, though one very well-known member lives right here in the little old U.S. And let me tell you, these guys aren't fucking around. They're bringing it hard, fast, and heavy the old school way, no compromises, no gimmicks, no bells, no whistles, and no bullshit. Today's guest is Nick Sagius, frontman and evil genius behind Toronto-based Tribe of Pazuzu, an epic band with members from Overthrow, Soulstorm, Cryptopsy, Massification, and Incantation. And if that's not an ungodly pedigree, I don't know what is. Nick and I had an awesome conversation about all things Tribe of Pazuzu. He was cool enough to indulge me in some band history, and you guys all know how much I love strolling down memory lane with our guests. We also talked about the band's concept and sound, their two absolutely crushing EPs, the upcoming vinyl release that is a combination of both, the status of their upcoming full-length album, and of course, some awesome, awesome gear talk. And if that wasn't enough, Nick answered some of those burning listener questions and gave us a lesson in his overall musical philosophy. This was a really awesome and informative chat, and I can say that I actually gained some new insight and knowledge about the band, as well as what makes Nick tick. I'm excited for what Tribe of Pazuzu has coming in the not-so-distant future, and you should be too. Trust me, these guys are about to tear shit wide open. I shit you not. So, prepare yourselves for battle, join the heretical uprising, and pay homage to the king of all demons. Check it out. Hey, Nick, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's awesome to have you on. Thanks a lot for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, of course. All the way from uh, sunshiny Northlands up in uh, Canada. Yes, sir. Uh, Toronto, to be exact, in uh, Ontario is our province. Oh, right on. Okay. So, well, you know, uh, I recently became acquainted with uh, Tribe probably about a year or so ago as I was... uh, exploring kind of looking for new things to listen to and uh, some friends recommended I check out your band and uh, one of the things I realized is that you're pretty prolific you guys kind of hit the scene not too long ago and boom you've got uh, two EPs on the market within about a year or so of each other and uh, you released the second one basically like right as quarantine was fucking hitting and yeah, some yeah. Uh, exciting news right now that you're getting ready to release your first vinyl, which is a, a combination of the two EPs, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us all about that. Uh, get us a story on kind of how that decision came to be and, uh, and all, all that good stuff. Basically like, uh, you know, I mean, I don't like to sit around. I don't like waiting. That's the, you know, so, um, uh, my other band Soulstorm, uh, we kind of, I kind of started, I got it, not got it back together, but uh, Dave Mitchell came back uh, around 2011, and he was the the other guitarist with me that we uh, you know kind of formed the band with uh, together and the idea of Soulstorm. So he came back and we did the third album, 2012, and uh, 
you know, it was, it is what it is. It's like, it's all different style, right? You know, it's very, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of abrasive sound to it. It's a little, I don't know. You've heard it. I don't know. Maybe haven't. Yeah. Know. Kind of, uh, it's got, <laughs> got a little bit of an industrial tinge to it. Still, yeah. still pretty heavy, but there's a little bit of a kind of experimental stuff and some, right, right, you yeah. know, got a little bit of tinkering with some sampling or electronic stuff here and there. But at the end of the day, it's still pretty fucking heavy, grindy metal. Right, right, yeah, true, yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we were doing that for a while, and then uh, uh, Dave disappeared again because that's what he does. So, like, you know, like with by the time the CD came out, he was gone already. So uh, I had to kind of scramble to get some people together. We played a couple shows uh, that went off really well, actually. And then I had some other guys in the band, and um, uh, it just seemed to run its course at this, this point in time, you know what I mean? So uh, I just uh, wanted to move on and into the, more like a live thing and, and uh, return to some playing like metal, you know, um, not that Soulstorm wasn't metal, but uh, it was very uh, very niche in what we were doing there, you know what I mean? It was uh, it kind of had its own thing going on, it was, you know, so that's very specific. Whereas, well, even like death metal, everything's specific. I mean, you know, like the stuff that I want to do with the death metal is very focused, right? So it was just different than what I was already doing back then. Right. So, uh, um, so I contacted uh, this uh, uh, Jason, who was doing a PR for us at the time um, for the Soulstorm release, and uh, and his partner Kim, and they had a company called Black Element PR. Uh, so that they helped me and uh, get members and do this thing, pro you know, just do something properly, you know, because I was trying to put out a demo with another band and the playing was a little bit subpar. And uh, like, I mean, you're you're only limited in your writing as your players are. Sure. You know, so uh, and the stuff that I was writing at that time, uh, the playing was above where we were as a band. And it didn't look like we were going to get to that other level because uh, the drummer just wasn't ready to get there, you know. So, and, you know, it's might have been, I might have sprung it on them a little bit, a style change or whatever, but it was just something that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it was something that was brewing and something I wanted to do. So uh, at the end of the day, I had to get new people and uh, Jason helped me out with that. And uh, we got flow. And uh, from Cryptopsy right Cryptopsy, off the bat, yeah, yeah, and uh, John uh, Incantation, he was eager to be a part of it right off the bat, and uh, then I got Randy, and he was uh, going to do the leads, and then uh, he ended up doing a lot of the all the rhythms too because uh, he just had that, you know, he knew what I was going for, and so it came off really well. Um, and uh, you know, the first year I had, I had probably about twelve to fourteen songs, and then we we pared it down to five. And then a few of them I kind of just dismissed for a while. So then when I did the second EP, it wasn't like I was reaching from those. Uh, one of them was a little bit, uh, we, you know, touched up. And then the other ones all just were brand new. So, uh, like, I just had a nice writing uh, game going around 2018, 2017, 2018, 2019. It was just, like, a nice flowing going, you know, uh, uh, writing. So, and I'm pretty happy for that. So, uh, you know. Uh, fortunate because I've been through drive spells, you know. I mean, I think a lot of artists have, and it's uh, it's not only uh, disappointing and discouraging, but it's also like uh, scary sometimes. You know, you're just like, what if I can't just do it anymore, right? You know, it's uh, it's a weird, but it's a, you know, I'm learning that it's all your own blocks, your own mentality, like the way you think is only the thing that's keeping yourself from 
moving forward. You know what I mean? Like there's not really, that's what elemental blocks are and uh, creative blocks. It's just you keeping yourself from being artistic most of the time. And it is hard to get past. I'm just saying, but it is, you know, I mean, your mind is your own worst enemy the most time, right? You know oh, how to fucking tell make me yourself, about <laughs> you know, and your deepest, uh, darkest fears, like, you know, are always going to manifest because only your brain knows what you're afraid of, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, anyway, like we tried to just like bang them out too. Like, uh, that was another uh, thing that we wanted to do. Like I, I intended to do three EPs actually at the beginning, uh, and bang them off really quick. And, uh, that was important too, because I wanted to sh uh, show people that we were serious. It wasn't just a project. Uh, also I, to me, I like listening to EPs. It's a more instant way of getting, uh, like, a you know, getting the gratification of hearing a band like right away and instead of like waiting for an album and, you know, eight, 10 songs or whatever. And that could take two, three years and, you know, depending on the band, sometimes even longer as you know, we sometimes some 30, <laughs> <laughs> right. It happens, right. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't want to be, you know, it's a, it's a lot to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, that would be that creative, the prolific, because these bands that have been around for so long that constantly put out albums and they're good, you know, it's just like, wow, that's uh, that's a lot of pressure sometimes, you know, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, that's what we wanted to do. We just wanted to keep on and uh, just be in people's minds too. Like here's, here's one, here's another one, here's another one, you know, just keep on, uh, you know, bludgeoning people with uh, the sounds and, you know, it's also, you know, it'll be like more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, another, same as like a touring cycle would be, there would be like a media cycle for each release, right? You know right. what I mean? So then again, so a year later, you release another EP, we're in the media again, where, you know, it's like it maybe getting on year-end lists. Actually, it's funny because the first EP did get on one or two uh, year-end lists, but uh, also it wasn't until the year-end list that I realized that the EP format sometimes is excluded from the year-end lists. They like to be like album of the year, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I think EP is, you know, if it's a solid EP recording, I don't see why that shouldn't make lists, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, uh, but by the second, the EP, the end of the year, uh, we were on so many end of the year lists. It was really mind blowing. It was just like, it was all of a sudden it just like blew up, you know, it's just like, wow. And so very fortunate that people, uh, made some exclusions on their lists and added us, uh, you know, even though it was an EP. So, but I think I'm over the EP phase now and ready to do the album now. So yeah, I think the the EP thing was actually a really good idea because, as you mentioned, you kind of got that that constant uh, exposure cycle going on. Um, not right. to mention that your songs they're they're pretty focused, right? I mean, you don't have you know an EP with like two eight minute songs on it or things like that. You know, you're kind of like the three to four minute average, maybe you know right there on the cusp. Uh, I also really like the fact that your production on your albums is it on your two EPs is very consistent, right? Stylistically, it's very similar sound quality and production. is very similar. So it really kind of feels like when you hear two EPs that it's like, boom, these guys already have their stuff together. It kind of sends a message. I think that uh, you guys aren't fucking around and I think right, that's yeah. great, but you know, here you go, you release, uh, you know, um, the second one and quarantine hits and now mm. you've got a decision to make is do you roll forward on that third EP or do you decide to, Hey, now is the time to put that extra effort into making the full length, uh, right. which, uh, I believe as of February, if I remember you guys had a, a pretty good amount of songs written and, and kind of ready to go. So where, where are we at with that right now? Okay. I guess, uh, let's start with the quarantine part of it. I mean, like we were, uh, like I did have that plan for the EPs, like I was saying, right. To have like the, you know, boom, 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 like a kind of attack. 
And the, when the second one dropped, uh, yeah, about like a week later, I think they, everything went into lockdown basically, uh, one or two weeks later. And uh, that killed a lot of, uh, maybe took some attention off of the release a little bit at the beginning. Uh, and also, uh, obviously, chances for touring were got slimmer and slimmer. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but we didn't know how slim at the time, obviously, because it was, what, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? <laughs> that, was, that was, you know, here we are a year and a half later. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody could predict that. I mean, I guess, really. But um, so that was unfortunate. But the touring part of it, of course, uh, uh, to me, the touring part of it is it would be important. It would be a lot of fun. And, and uh, we need to do that. But it's not my first priority right now. Like, I mean, I, like, because obviously we'd have to get on a tour anyway. Like, we're not going to be doing our own tour at this level. So, and I'm fortunate to have the people that want to, that recorded on it do want a tour so that's uh that's a good thing too like i mean it's very positive so it's just a matter of getting everyone together and having the right things so um hopefully that'll start happening next year and you know when we drop the album definitely it's important to do that that's why i'm kind of i think we would have almost been ready to go in but i'm kind of taking my time a little bit with the songs there's about there's eight songs written for the album and there's a couple more that are ready for uh split releases, future releases, like seven inches or compilations and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, you're recording so those at the same time, right? So you're going to record them at the same yeah, time as you're yeah. doing the album and then just release yeah. those separately when those are ready. Yeah. A little bit more, uh, foresight in that aspect of it. Uh, whereas before, well, I mean, we didn't know how it was going to go off before. I mean, so we just record, focus on the five songs and then we started getting offers like, Oh, you guys want to do this like compilation or split or whatever. And, and all we could offer was the same five songs. But some people wanted original, uh, you know, unreleased tracks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So we were like, okay, next time let's plan ahead, do a couple extra songs that we have some so for those kind of purposes. Yeah. In between the, the album too, the two albums, you know, because obviously I was going to start writing that second album right away. So uh, some, you know, little stopgap items, you know, for people to still appreciate a new song that they haven't heard, you know, and, uh, you know, still have, you know, hear what we're all about too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh have you done much in the way of studio work is has anything been recorded or is it still in the writing phase right now um, for the new album well I, I demo everything here myself uh so it's just but it's just me and the drum machine stuff just ideas and then i uh i send it out to uh, a couple of the guys and uh we kind of i just bounce ideas off of people and uh just to see what the reaction is basically like, you know, where if I'm headed in the right direction and stuff like that, and you know, I mean, there's something you want to try something and it's just like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to be very focused. Like I said before about this and just keep it very, very death metal. Uh, no need to like, uh, there's no like intro type stuff and like, uh, big, you know, big long intros or acoustic guitars or melodies and, uh, slow parts and stuff like that. So yeah. Not interested. No, <laughs> not no, interested. no clean singing for you. No, no. I mean, you know, I, I did a little bit in the Soulstorm days, and it, you know, it is what it is. And I'm, um, not not interested in that anymore. Enough. Go back <laughs> to the thrash kind of vocals or the death metal vocals that I used to do before that. And yeah, you know, I, so just you know, that's all all we want to do, really. No yeah. you're pretty focused in your, I guess, in your mission there with with what you're doing. Um, I assume then that stylistically, you're you're going to kind of keep on the same path uh, that you've been doing with the EPs. Cause it is very solid. It is very consistent. And I kind of feel like you've really found, 
I think what works. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that makes tribe stand out in a pretty saturated market. As far as metal goes, is that, uh, you have the production going for you. You have the perfect song lengths in a lot of cases and, uh, everything is crushing that your fucking vocals are killer. And somehow, some way, you've found a way with this band to make the dive bomb whammies sound melodic. And uh, <laughs> those fucking solos are awesome, too. Like, everything, the, the guitar tone is really cool. So uh, I'm, I'm anticipating seeing more of that or, say, hearing more of that when the new stuff hits the market. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of stuff there. Uh, you gave me some praise on. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> it. That's... Uh... You know, that's a, uh, it's good to hear that kind of stuff, but you know, it's, you know, we work hard on this kind of stuff, uh, yeah. you know, doing these songs. So I, I'm glad that people like it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, it's a, it's on purpose that we're, the songs are shorter. There's, you know, the, it's the minimum on, uh, you know, slow parts and like, you know, what I don't want to drag it out. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I might've, you know, I, when I was doing Soulstorm, I think I focused a lot on the doom aspect of it and uh, repetition of riffs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, now I'm just like at the opposite end again, where I began uh, like in a, my first thrash band, Overthrow and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the same kind of writing style where it was a bit more uh, direct and uh, fierce and uh, still had a bit like the, the death and the thrash and the black in there. And it's just like a, you know, kind of like everything where, where I came up, where I learned all my you know, writing chops of that kind of style up to, you know, through all the other influences up until now, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I think that's where we are. And I, I keep it fresh like that. And I'm glad that people respond to it in a positive way. It's really cool, you know, and, uh, Ra Randy too. I mean, he does all that stuff. Uh, that's, uh, that's all him. I tell him where to do some dives to fill in some little ideas and, uh, you know, give it a little, uh, you know, little flavor, sprinkles of flavor here and there. Right. You know, <laughs> Right. And, uh, but the solos are all him and, uh, you know, he creates all those melodic things and, uh, that's the only melody that I allow in the band. So, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I it, works. Get away with it. it works, uh, you know, melodies, dive bombs and blast beats that are not super overpowering. I mean, it's a fucking formula for right. awesomeness. So, uh, so yeah, I absolutely love that. <laughs> Some of that Randy Rhodes kind of school of uh, playing. And I know that's one of his idols and, uh, I know he's a big Pink Floyd fan as, uh, as well as I am. And those guys like have, uh, uh, when you hear their solos, Randy Rose, David Gilmore, like you, you know how it's going to go already. You know the next part, and that's always been one of those kind of hooks that's been elusive, I guess, some way, you know, uh, yeah. for some people. And I, I think Randy does that really well, and I'd love to incorporate that into the, what's going on with the tribe. Yeah, no, he's the uh, the metal version of Gilmore for sure. Like you know, you can hear like Gilmore will bend one note just so many mm -hmm. different ways and just hold it, right. and it's just so dynamic with that one note. So uh, yeah. I could go on all day about that stuff, but no, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, now I know yeah, pre sure. predominantly uh, um, you've been kind of the driving force and, and the and the primary songwriter, um, and the other guys coming from the bands that they come from respectively have their own obligations. Are you still kind of finding that's the case with the new material? Are the others getting involved in any of the core structure of the songs, or has anything changed in that respect? Um, actually, no. So, uh, the, <laughs> uh, I think John offered, but then I didn't hear back and then he had the wedding and everything. Um, yeah. um, and by that time, I think I already had the core of the songs written. I do want to write with John actually, but, uh, I have two sides of that right now where it's, uh, I still, uh, maybe it's, a, it's obviously a little bit of ego where I still feel that I have something to prove with the album. 
uh, even though I just dropped the two VPs that were, you know, uh, quite well received. Much, yeah, yeah, right. So uh, now I feel the pressure's on a little bit again. We're now going to step it up and do the album, and uh, that's you know, I mean, <laughs> so I just kind of feel like I have to prove it still, and uh, maybe hopefully in the future there'll be more collaboration and stuff like that. I do, like I said, I do want to write with people. I the, in the past I've always have written with people, yeah, and I do like that. But now it's just like a mission right now where it's just like, like I was away for so long that I feel like, uh, or just too uh, placated or, or uh, you know, laid back in uh, the Soulstorm style. Like it was so doom and abrasive that I wasn't expecting a lot of people to get it. And it did have like a laid back kind of like a doom style where it was just like, it wasn't for everyday consumption, <laughs> you know? So, uh, um, you know, I mean, so coming from that and I want to, you know, do like a whole 180 from that and I just feel like, uh, you know, I haven't really attacked it in the past, you know, I've been consistent too as well. And I just, right now, I just want to be like, bam, 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 this is death metal. This is like, you know, no, you know, no gimmicks, no holds barred, uh, relentless, you know, no, uh, you know, we're not using the blast as like a gimmicky thing. It's just like, this is how, this is the feel of the songs and this is what it needs. You know what I mean? Like, and it's weird that when I look, when I was writing, and I would be thinking of the beats that I wanted for the songs. They, they ended up being like all blasts. And it's just like, well, I guess that's where we're going with this. So, <laughs> you know, I just, you just have to let it take you where, you know, you want it sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, well, that's, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the fact that you guys do all live in, in a pretty remote spots from each other, it, it is right. hard to get together. Sometimes that collaboration has to come from an energy that you feel, with people in proximity and it, it is difficult to get that, you know, on a computer somewhere. And even if you've got cameras set up and you kind of do your best to get a live setting, it's, there is something about collaborating with people that are right there with you to kind of feed off the energy. It's difficult to pull that off uh, when everybody's in different parts of the country as well, or I guess different countries per se, because you right. get out there in yeah. Canada. Yeah. Well, yeah, three of the guys are in Canada and then in Johnson estate. So, yep. uh, but I still don't live close to anyone else, really. You know, like I think Randy's like about two hours away still. So, uh, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like uh, collaborating. I mean, it goes, it's different for everybody, right? I mean, uh, I do like to collaborate, and I have done that in the past, like I was saying. But I yeah. mean, this uh, this came rather easy. Not easy, easy, but I mean, like you know, it, it fell into place in the songs and the writing, and um, I just had this idea that I just wanted to be fully in control and just so there wouldn't be anything like later where people would be like, that's mine. That's mine. It's because of me that it did whatever. And I was just like, look, you know, I got something to prove to myself. I want something to do right now. It's been a while since I've done this kind of stuff, like a, at this kind of like pace, you know what I mean? Like I haven't done anything that fast for a long time, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is so, fast. And, yeah, yeah. And that was another thing, too. Like, once once I heard Flo was on board, I was kind of, like, pushing the levels a bit of the writing and the tempos and the blasts. And, uh, and you know, there was one where I was kind of, like, worried that he wasn't going to get it, but I never heard any complaints or nothing. He's just like, okay, no problem, you know. And then uh, I got there, and the drums were done, and I was a happy camper. So Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So yeah. needless so, to say, we're still probably uh, a ways away from, from hearing that material hit the market. Uh, I'm still working on the lyrics right now is one thing, but the lyrics, uh, I have like a lot ready to go. And uh, what I have done in the last couple of times is uh, I save the lyrics to the end. So they're still kind of fresh and the, sure. the ideas are because I, I, you know, in the past, sometimes you have an idea 
and you get stuck with it. And then, like, uh, depending on the length of time, maybe other bands have come out with this kind of uh, thing, and it kind of sucks, you know, to have, like, when, <laughs> you know, so... Because then they, they think you copied them or whatever. So it was just like, uh, you know, I just wait right to the end, and uh, there's no... It goes off without a hitch in the studio, so uh, I'm, I'm going to trust that process. And as when we get closer to that, I'm going to have more lyrics, but I have, like, a bunch of ideas right now that are... Uh, It'll be pretty fun to, to get out there. Yeah. And also, like, uh, so, but I do have plans to record, hopefully, I'm hoping for March, you know, because uh, I just want to make sure all the pandemic stuff is over, all the virus stuff is over. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, because if we put out an album and everything's still on lockdown, it's, it's going to ruin uh, the whole momentum of going out on tour. And the older it gets, uh, people are just not going to want to take you on tour. So they might as well just start focusing on the second album, right? And Sure. I, you know, I mean, so I, I'm just like, can't even get the first one out of the gate, right? So I'm just trying to like, okay, let's let's pace this a little bit. I mean, if if everything was all no virus, no lockdown, pandemic stuff, I think we probably would have been going in for September. Yeah. Uh, you know, that would have been ideal, you know, and have it out early next year, uh, close to the other two birthdays of the sure. EPs, you know. But uh, now it looks like more of a summer release of next year, but, uh, you know, it felt, it felt as well. Yeah, no, that's a good goal to shoot for. And then, of course, in the meantime, uh, as we teased at the beginning of the show here, uh, you do have uh, your double EP vinyl uh, coming out here uh, yeah. pretty soon. So that that's pretty exciting. That'll give somebody, uh, some people out there in the world a, a chance to get their hands on some semi-new product, even if it's material that's been out there. It's kind of in a new format. Uh, so how did how did the decision uh, get made to to release those two on vinyl? Was that simply decided as a hey, let's just put something out in the meantime, or had this been planned for a while? The funny thing is, everything has fallen into place after the fact because of the way that we kind of approached it at the beginning. Um, we were very secretive of it all of uh, 2018 of what we were doing. Um, I dropped hints near the end of the year of like, here's a logo, you know, like uh, oh, here's a picture of us in the studio, but nobody really knew because. I never announced anything at all. Like maybe a couple of close people knew. And, uh, you know, I mean, they always know I'm doing something, you know what I mean? Right. I've been quiet for a while. So the fact that I was so quiet and dropping hints, some people knew. And, um, even, even when we came out with the first EP, nobody knew that it was coming out. Right. Uh, and then, uh, Vic records heard the one song and automatically said to put this out, you know? And, uh, that was, um, he already had a overthrow out too as well. So that's already had like contact with him, but I didn't realize he put out new stuff as well. I just thought it was all retro stuff. So, uh, yeah, so everything is kind of falling into place as we've been going. Like uh, everything's been after the fact, you know what I mean? Like the, the EP kit was coming out and then we had the CD coming out, you know what I mean? Sure. And then, uh, but, uh, Vic records was really good with all that. So he acted, uh, pretty quick and we got it out right away for both those things. So, now people have been asking for vinyl for a very long time, pretty much since the beginning as well. So they've been like vinyl, vinyl. Okay, Vic Records doesn't do vinyl; he does uh, CDs, and that's great. You know, he's very good with all that stuff. So we've been looking for stuff, and I've been poking around a bit. And uh, obviously, we wanted the first EP to come out on vinyl. That didn't happen, and I shifted my focus to just recording the second EP anyway. I didn't. I was just like, well. I'm not going to start chasing people around, put it out. Like if someone wants it, you know, that'd be great. If not, then I'm just going to go record again. 
uh, just focus on recording the CD and, you know, like, cause that's, as long as we have the songs out, then they can be pressed whenever, you know what I mean? So, uh, and then, uh, and, and also again, like uh, once with these things, they happen as you go, there's also again, like more media cycles, you know, like people started talking about it again. So everything, if everything came out at the same time, no one would talk about it after that. Right. Or so luckily for us, this thing has, has been happening in this way where, there's something new is happening every few months where it's just like people keep talking about us and you know it's been kind of fortunate like that so uh yeah so on that note yeah people were asking where's the vinyl where's the vinyl and i said i, I don't know do you want to do you know anyone who wants to put it out and then uh, uh ruben from eat my records from brazil he just said yeah i'd love to put it out it just it just happened just as simple as that and uh you know he, he commented on one of the things on social media you know and uh that's that's how quickly uh, most of the stuff has happened for us uh like on this like there's been a lot of like social media kind of like uh like i'm pretty active on twitter and facebook and uh, uh instagram and i'd like to be in contact with the fans i like you know totally like you know like encourage it we talk and stuff and uh it's just been a nice thing going on so far so they're looking forward to this vinyl thing coming out which is the original question and i know i went off into a few little tangents there uh but yeah, so finally, uh, September, October, we'll have the final out. And uh, I'm glad that it's going to be the two. It's going to be kind of fun just having like the two on one on either side. And, you know, it, it just kind of happened that way, I guess. Like I said, like if someone put out the first EP, it probably would have happened all different, you know, than they would put out the second EP by itself, right? I mean, like if someone did approach us in the first place, but now... So we got someone to put both out on one, so. Yeah, dude, that's going to be killer. And speaking of killer, we're going to check out one of these songs right now. So here it is off the debut EP, Heretical Uprising. This one's called Divinity Destroyed.
Yeah, man, that's going to be epic to have those two EPs on one vinyl. And actually, that's also an, uh, something that's going to happen next year with Vic Records. He's going to put both EPs on one CD. Oh, so, that's fucking uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, because they were running, they're already, they're coming down to the last few copies. They're going to be sold out of the uh, the first pressing of the EP. And uh, I told him, I said, why don't you just put them both on one CD? You know, I mean, let's save some plastic and you know i mean because <laughs> they're, they're not that long but together you know it's a, it's a nice little treat right so absolutely yeah. uh it reminds me of like a, one of my favorite albums ever was the 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 double ep from morgoth back in the day it was a oh, eternal yeah. fall and a resurrection absurd uh that was just fantastic and that you was know, amazing yes i absolutely love that and played the shit out of it and you know uh i like that you know creator with the pleasure to kill flag of hate was pretty awesome yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i love the idea of the uh the double thing that's that super fucking badass and it's on vinyl so now vinyl's been pretty backed up for a lot of people with pressings and whatnot uh right. have you guys faced that at all or is it just kind of you'll release it when you want to release it or are they saying hey i know it's ready but i gotta wait six seven months just to get it pressed well from what i understand um I think in Brazil, I guess the plant is uh, it's a little backed up, and uh, it's going to take a while. That's why it was only like a, a couple of weeks ago that we got the test pressing, yeah. And now they're going to go ahead and press it. So, and that's why I said, "Oh, is it cool to announce it yet?" And then like Ruben just said, uh, "Well, uh, let's just wait a little bit, you know, because it's still going to be September, October." So, I guess there's, you know, it's it's in the queue now, I guess, or something, or I don't know how long it takes to make vinyl, really. I don't, I haven't uh, been through this before, so. <laughs> yeah, that, makes, that makes two of us. I did watch right? your yeah. uh, your your little video, though, on social media with the with the test pressing. I was like, it's kind of exciting, because, you know, it's like, hey, it's coming, it's a it's a thing, and plus, you know, people go crazy over test presses. It's just kind of a, the, cool, the cool factor, you know. I bet you people yeah. are like, dude, I'll buy that off you for, you know, ungodly <laughs> amounts of money, or let me make you some kind of a deal. We'll, we'll do a trade. I'll give you like my mom or something. Come on, let me have that vinyl. <laughs> it hasn't gone into uh, monetary figures yet, but uh, there's been some interest actually for the test pressing already. So oh, for sure. I was just like, and I don't even know if I'm gonna get one. So I'm just like, uh, relax, guys. I mean, you yeah. know, I'm not the, not the guy to talk to really. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll have we'll have copies. We'll have copies of the vinyl for our band camp. I'll probably go 50 copies. Yeah. Uh, it's only it's only limited to about 300, so that's cool. We'll have uh, a few left as well. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be a, it's, it's something nice for the fans too. Like I wanted, uh, I'm just if people want to buy this kind of stuff, then I, I want to make it available for them. You know what I mean? Because this is it is fun. I haven't really had vinyl myself. Like oh, like the Overthrow just got pressed on a vinyl a couple of years ago. Uh, Soulstorm's never been on vinyl, uh, just seven inches or whatever. And uh, well, they actually they told me Vinyl Blade told me the first album was printed on vinyl in Europe. Never seen it though. <laughs> never seen it at all. it exists uh, according to somebody but you've never seen it well yeah metal blade told me the guys the, yeah. the owners i don't never heard of <laughs> vinyl darkness visible on vinyl i never heard that crazy <laughs> that's awesome 
Well, this one's here. So, it's going to be here. And plus, you, and then you also you also put up a uh, a pre order for some uh, some uh, t shirts that are going to come out around the same time, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a new uh, venture uh, partnership we have with uh, Black Hearts Underground. They do uh, some other merch for like Selly Cult. Yeah, and, uh, there this, you go. Actually, this, this is this is a different shirt, but I I, I did buy the Selly Cult off of him before, for, like uh, when I first found the band. Um, uh, the aside, he does a whole bunch of other stuff like that. Uh, does some Slayer stuff too. Uh, so we're gonna do some uh, shirts with him, maybe some pins, maybe some other things. Uh, just to kind of branch out the name. And uh, since he's coming out of Europe, it might be cheaper for certain people to order from there. Uh, cheaper for shipping because shipping is insane. Dude, lately. I shipped some T-shirts to the UK, and uh, I mean a T-shirt weighs like what half a pound. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just sending something over there just cost an insane. It's like 12, 15 bucks just to ship the T-shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. damn, dude, that's insanity. Right, right. I can only imagine. But, and I've ordered some some vinyl from overseas, so I know they get you on that. Yeah, so uh, for us, there's been a conversion with the money. So for us, it's over $20 uh, to send over to Europe, you know, like or $20, $23. Depends where you're sending it, you know what I mean? And, and then I noticed also they've been adding like uh, separate from that, they're saying, oh, here's a dollar fifty surcharge, fuel surcharge. It's like, where's this coming from? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, you didn't say anything about that. It's a tax tax. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, it's just insane with the taxes. Oh my god, I can't even. <laughs> let's not even. It's like, don't even go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, in one so, way, shape, or form, somebody's gonna get their hands on it. You might have to pay for it, but it'll be well worth it. Yeah, yeah. So. So that's cool that we're going to have these shirts, too. I was uh, looking forward to getting these shirts done. Um, it was discussed before, and it kind of it kind of materialized, kind of fell through a little bit. It was maybe too early in the game when we first kind of came out. But now that people are maybe this is this was also the reason of putting out the EPs quicker. Like, so they, like I said before, like, so they don't think it's like a project, a one off thing. Like I wanted to be like, OK, this is a serious thing. We're going to be dropping yeah. bombs on you guys quite regularly. You know what I mean? Be prepared. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. Um, getting back to the, uh, fact that you're pretty active on social media, uh, engaging with, with your friends and your fans and all that kind of stuff. I saw a post, uh, recently from you that was a flashback post from, was it 90 or 91, something like that. Okay, some, yeah, some yeah, time you spent in pestilence. Um, yeah, yeah. and, uh, Tell me a little bit about that. I'm sure you've spoken about that a million times, but uh, I'm curious how you got in on that gig and then why it came to an end. Uh, well, I mean, uh, my, my like I said in the post, uh, my, my buddy kept sending me these uh, still shots of the uh, video, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> you know, I'm like looking at these pictures. So eventually I put them up, because it was also actually the anniversary of that show, 30 years uh so i was just like well i might as well post them because no one's actually seen these pictures from from what i know and uh they're just taken off of a video that was shot at that show anyway they, they're not uh so i mean it's still a little grainy and i think i have the video somewhere he's got the video somewhere uh it's not online anymore and some people don't want to see it i guess or whatever <laughs> um and so uh, uh so i just and i, I want to kind of the proof just to, just to post it as proof of like a little bit of a timeline to be like yes i was there a little timestamp. i did this Let's let's get past it now. You know what I mean? Because there are actually some people uh, that were like, when when it was like, okay, the whole ex pestilence thing uh, is not what I put into the bios and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like other writers put that in there. They put that you in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah and it's just like it's not i mean i was in the band maybe like five months or something like that we played a show uh we went to the studio i was in the studio with them but it just uh i didn't record anything and that's where it kind of fell apart anyway and that's where i was just like uh, you know so yeah, I mean, I was there and everything, but I mean, it wasn't like a significant. Well, the only significant thing is that they did take about like five of my song titles, and they still use them on the album, on Testimony of the Ancients. Oh, cool. So, well, no, it's not cool, really, not for me, because they use my titles. And, you didn't get credit for it. No, I didn't get credit oh. for anything of that. Well, that's so sucks. yeah, yeah. So that's been always a little bit of a point of contention. Source. Yeah, for me. I mean, it's not something I could prove or... And it's just a title anyway, right? I mean, it's just like, who gives a shit? It's a title. But at the same time, you say, well, you didn't come up with the title, so... <laughs> That's, so you, you kind of got I mean? shafted in that sense then. <clears throat> like, people are always saying that it's so easy to write lyrics, it's so easy to write riffs, but then they, they rip off my stuff. And it's just like, well, it's so easy. What are you ripping off my stuff for? I mean, it's just like... Yeah, right. You know, I got my shit to prove. If your shit way to prove it is by ripping off my stuff, then crazy so clearly i don't know if i just hit a hot button with you i apologize for that no, no. that's just one of those it's just the you know just the thing that happened yeah I, I it is uh 30 years ago um it's it's just you know when you think about metal as a genre and that it's been around for longer than that at this point and where it's kind of come I, I think it's kind of cool that you can pinpoint that you've done you know, different bands, different projects spanning way back kind of in the earlier days uh, of, of metal really being spawned into the format that it is now, at least with the extreme stuff. Right. I mean, um, we were trying to do something even different with Soulstorm at the beginning. This is this was the point of Soulstorm. It was 91. Right. And I um, coming off of the experiences of Overthrow and Pestilence, I was like, well, let me let me try something else. Let me do something a little different. There was a lot of backstabbing and infighting that I saw in metal from a lot of these people sure. who were supposed to be friends. And then you realize that they're not really friends. And a lot of business stuff went into like a lot of these decisions. And it was like, uh, this is rubbing me the wrong way a little bit. So when I started Soulstorm, I just wanted to be kind of like separate from all that stuff. You know what I mean? So which which happened a little too well. That was too separate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so... Uh, that was the decision of, of, of some of that stuff. And, and, you know, and I think if I, if I came back to Toronto in 91 and started a death metal band in 91, there wasn't really anything representing death metal in Toronto in 91, which shows you a bit of the scene that's a little bit behind here. Um, you know, no one was even thinking like that. So when we came out with Soulstorm, it was still like, like, holy shit, like we, we played live, just blew everyone away. And no one was expecting that at all. Like, I, I think that was just as the demo was released, uh, we played our first show, so a lot of people weren't expecting it, didn't know what to expect yet, and uh, we just blew them all away. It was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, it's kind of a pattern with you. Be, uh, well, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I'm, just, I'm just trying to write the best I can, and I'm, I'm glad that people like it and appreciate it. You know what I mean? I, I like to have that effect on people, and I'm glad that it's getting across. You know? Yeah. I think uh, Soulstorm, um, I'm pretty familiar with Soulstorm, and uh, okay. I definitely always appreciated the fact that it was different. Uh, I mean, everything was different back then. And that, you know, early night I'm stuck in the nineties, dude. I, I always tell people that like in general, like that's my era of really formation of, of the majority of my musical tastes. And I, I like a lot of different kinds of music for sure. Not just metal and everything, but within, sure, yeah, within yeah. metal, I always liked the stuff that kind of tended to veer a little experimental to see what people right. were doing. 
Um, and then, you know, I'd be like, oh shit, I could never do that. I couldn't pull that off. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And, and then now it's kind of like you get involved in new projects. Uh, and then it's kind of like your older material, it, it just always resurfaces, uh, which right. I, which I think is super badass. Didn't I, I don't know, maybe was it overthrow or was it Soulstorm? Something showed up like in a metalhead box uh recently okay. uh, yeah, so, uh overthrow shirts oh okay yeah i was like yeah. holy crap is that the same so that so that was you or or overthrow anyway yeah yeah they contacted us and uh contacted me and asked me if uh you know they came to me with this idea to put these limited shirts out and i thought wow it was, uh it's it's nice to know that people still remember you as you know and i mean like 30 years later uh you know it's just like oh and it, it wasn't even the album uh, art it was from the demo so uh that was kind of like a little more you know sub you know genre sub niche or something or you call you know what i mean it's already like underground underground type of thing you know like uh, right so that, it was nice of them to ask us uh that kind of you know to, for, to put that out and it was just humbling and touching to know that people care it's like good uh so yeah that was uh that's how that happened it was just it was just limited one-off kind of thing it's fun yeah yeah, no, Metalhead Box is badass, and uh, I just think that uh, it's cool to see people still with the appreciation for stuff that's been out for a while. I, I like seeing new life breathed into things that have kind of uh, been out there in the cosmos, and now people are, are rediscovering them or discovering them for the first time. Uh, I think it's awesome. I keep going back to that era of music for myself. And, you know, Tribe, what I think is cool about you as well is that it it has a really kind of an old school like style, like a sound, like it's very, it's very intense. It's very in your face. And it kind of has a lot of that, just that old school vibe, but it just sounds, it sounds modern. It's like the best of both worlds. It's really cool. So probably because you're also playing with veterans who have been doing it for a while as well. So uh, I kind of, kind of lends to that. Uh, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, bands that just kind of release album and release album and release album. And you just, you know, you look at John, you look at Incantation, how many albums mm, those right. guys have released. And exactly. they've consistently had, you know, maybe they're not doing it every single year, but you know, it's, it's every couple of years. I mean, they're, they're staying on a schedule. Um, do you Definitely. see, do you see Tribe as uh, uh, being something where you want to release content more frequently? Or do you find yourself getting to a point where you want to slow it down and do it every few years? I think right now that because it looks like I've been just doing it fast, you know, like bam, bam, bam. It's uh, <clears throat> it was more of a point of like uh, I wanted to like kind of reclaim or re or just tell people say like yeah, I'm back, motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it serious and it's gonna be fucking relentless and it's gonna keep coming out. You know what I mean? That was the plan because a lot of people talk, a lot of people, you know, and it takes them like you know so long to release something and uh you know i, I realize uh, you know art is a craft and such or whatever but um it takes time to you know get that going but at the same time i mean i don't know everyone has different expectations of themselves and where they want to be you know so i mean you know and right now this is what i want to do i want to kind of exclaim and say you know uh, i'm not going away this is you know i got, I got some shit to prove again you know i gotta yeah. put some stuff out and so that's why uh, you know it came out so quick now and because of the virus it's taking a little bit longer for the album um it'd be cool to release things quickly i don't want to jinx that like i said about the creative <laughs> right. process is very uh very tricky the creative process uh incantation do that a lot like uh release a lot of uh pretty pretty steadily every like three years i think or so three four years and yeah. there's a lot of touring in between as well 
they've been, especially the last couple of uh, albums, they, they went to a lot of places that they haven't been before. And it was just like mind blowing to watch that go on. And it was just like, well, this guy's like, you know, now they're in, now they're in Australia. Now they're in, uh, you know, Thailand. <laughs> now they're in Mexico. Now they're in, you know, South America. It was just like, holy shit, these guys are everywhere. Yeah. You know? So it was cool to see all that stuff unfolding. And I was just like, uh, I wanted to get out there. I was, I was itching to get out there when all that was happening too. But, you know, in time, we'll get out there, uh, you know, pace ourselves. I know, like, John is always busy, as is, I think, the point of that there. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. And uh, as long as the, the albums are solid and somewhat consistent, I, I want to have, like, a, you know, I mean, it's uh, they're pretty focused now, like I was saying, like, in what you've been describing as well. And uh, I feel it has a bit of that death thrash kind of style in there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like you, you could take uh, burning of disease empires. I think that's probably the one of the best examples of that kind of uh, for me, I think. Uh, and that's like, and it goes back to my writing in, in overthrow, which actually I've, I've seen some people dissect the writing on the album. And I never really dissected it as much down to this, uh, but um, they, when they named my songs, uh, they said that it was in a death thrash style. And this is one of those things that we were kind of talking about back then, but it was never really a genre back then because if you look at the stuff that was coming out, it was very thrash and that's what we called it. And it wasn't until about 89 where we started saying death metal with a few uh, certain albums that were coming out, maybe 88 and maybe, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, like, well, death, people were calling death metal, but, uh, sure. you know, so. Uh, but the stuff that was coming out, like you were saying, like Pleasure to Kill, you know, he had some destruction and Sodom and all that kind of mm, stuff. But the, yeah. uh, the German thrash scene to me in around 86 was very pivotal, pivotal in my songwriting and, and coming out with that kind of violent uh, death thrash style. You know yeah. what I mean? It was, it, it, it was definitely thrash, but it had a, that just, that aggression to it, that violence to it, where it was just like, uh, like holy shit, like just breakneck speeds. You know, there wasn't, you know, no, no slow parts and having you know like let's let's extend this like 20 bars and you know it's like you know it wasn't like that at all like that back then it was very direct you know and uh like look at the albums that even came out like even uh rain and blood like super direct and short uh you know darkness ascends is, is another pinnacle album oh, one of my favorite of all time yeah the thrash on that album is just like questionable it's just like that you know it's just this uh it gets overshadowed by Rain and Blood, though, and, and a few of the other bands. So, you know, because it was, it was a bit underground release back then, you know, like uh, compared to what else was going on. But the 86 thrash and around 88, 89, the death metal scene that came out around then, that's also a huge influence for me that came out around then, too. And then you could, like, you know, even like the the, the newer bands in the last, like, 10, 15 years, I've been listening to more a little more black metal kind of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Azeroth is just one of those bands that is super intense for me, relentless. And I just keep hearing that. It's just, uh, you know, I'm not saying we're going in that style, but it's, like, it's <laughs> influenced a little bit of the, just like the beats and like, you know, just like the, just the fury of it, you know what I mean? But we've always had that with, you know, with Morbid Angel too and all that kind of stuff. Just sure. intense. Elements are definitely there. I, I had a, I, I appreciated you bringing up the uh, the German era there with those bands because that's particularly mm. close to my heart. Um, I absolutely love Love that era there. So uh, we'll kind of break in away from that if we can for a second. I want to get back to kind of uh, before we we rolled on uh, to the era. Uh, we were talking about you know guitars and and stuff like that, and you had a a pretty awesome collection of stuff behind you uh, that I was hoping yeah. you'd you'd share 
with our fabulous audience here and what, what right. tools you're using to help make your, uh, your piles of awesomeness. Let's see here. Uh, we'll start with this one. We've got the BC rich iron bird. Nice. This is, this is one of the NJ series ones. So you can see that. Early. Okay. So, uh, I did all the writing on the album with this one. Got Floyd Rose on there. My first Floyd Rose. <laughs> is that I a uh, is that a class axe uh, era NJ? Uh, do you know offhand like uh, when that one was produced? I used to have an Iron Bird. It was from the class axe era, kind of like not, a uh, early nineties. I think that's. I think this is an early nineties model. I'm not hundred percent sure. It's not the Iron Bird one model. I think that came after. Right. I do. I do have one of those. <laughs> And it's a total difference with the quality of the Iron Bird one and compared to the NJ series. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, so when I bought that guitar, I got a, a, a guy from Quebec, and I should have, I was gonna ask him what band he was in, but he was just I forgot. But uh, he goes, uh, he wants to be in a death metal band, and I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, well, you're buying an Iron Bird. <laughs> so that was that. There and uh, I bought this one. This one was the first one I bought out of the whole, you know. NJ series thing that I, I saw this for sale and I was just like, wow, that's kind of cool. And it reminded me of like my old uh, bass that I had. And uh, so on this one here, I've just been kind of playing with the lead type stuff and uh, adding leads to the uh, the demo stuff that I've been writing. Right. So yeah. yeah, I did all the rhythms with that one, leads with that one. I got this one too here. This is the one I did the first two EPs with. This is a 1976 uh, Gibson SG. Nice. It has all the all the original parts. I just took off the pick guard because I'm not a pick guard guy. Right. So yeah, everything original on this. So 1976 is pretty cool. I just I do uh, all the touch ups with this too because sometimes the other one uh, because of the Floyd Rose it gets wonky. Mm -hmm. So instead of spending all that time you know tuning that, I just you know have this in tune and uh, fix up all the parts on the demo stuff. This one here is my recent acquisition. Just got this a couple of days. Actually, not days ago, weeks ago. It was uh, I got it. The, okay, the day before Tom Araya's birthday, and which was also the day before International Slayer Day, which was a total coincidence because I just picked up the guitar. This is a Tom Araya LTD uh, model, the, uh, the TA six hundred. Yeah. This is the TA the TA six hundred actually. Oh, okay. But, because it has this different cutout too, like the oh, different cutout at the bottom. Yep, just saw that. Yeah, this has the yeah, this the F series has the same horns, and it's got like the pentagrams on the uh, on the inlays, which are pretty cool. Nice. So that's pretty fun. That's that's gonna be my main live base. I figured that's what I why I purchased this one. And then this one here is the uh, the F series base, which I bought first before that one, and I like the uh, the style. And the nectar body so much. That's also an extra body, uh, the Tomariya one. So this one is as well. And I just, uh, I just really like that shape. So I was just like, you know. And the neck, the neck on these, this one here feels like a lot like the uh, Ibanez Sound Gear, uh, which is my main base. I, I have that somewhere else. Uh, I use that one for all the recordings that I've done ever since I can remember. You know what I mean? Like uh, it almost played on the Pestilence album. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it, was the, it was on the Soul Storm. I think I did it for some uh, Overthrow shows. I can't remember. It might have been on the last Overthrow recording. We did like a two-song kind of thing that, that was never released. So, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a live bass as well, but probably like a backup, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, I love I love the, the F-Series shape. It's killer. Oh, yeah. 
what uh rigs are you running through are you doing uh uh digital stuff or uh that's just off there actually i have, I have everything in this room here uh i have a mesa boogie uh rig okay. it's uh i can't even remember the the number of the it's the mesa boogie big block i think 750 or 450 whatever the number is uh and i have a 115 and a 212 cabinet and uh it's got the overdrive in the in the head it's really nice too it's like uh because i use a little distortion on my bass from as far as back as i can remember too that started with the whole soul storm thing too actually yeah uh using uh, distortion uh usually i use the distortion on the bass head on the mess boogie it has a really nice overdrive in there i used to use a boss uh bass overdrive the yellow ones like this here's the uh the old box for it but uh i found it lacking a little bit recently so i, I picked up the the voivod uh, uh blackie's pedal he's been making his own uh electronics and stuff like that these own pedals he's got uh one for the blower bass sound jesus christ my bass has never sounded so amazing it's it's uh you know it's that's, it's brutal it's that's beautiful. awesome yeah so it's it's nice to hear that he that he you know because i love his bass sound so it's nice to hear have that in in a box <laughs> oh, right bass in the box you don't do you mess with the dark glass stuff at all uh no i don't really use a lot of pedals like that yeah. like i was using that bass uh the boss one the bass overdrive for the, the last like 20 years so i was just kind of just i never really ventured out too much but then uh i saw blackie was making these pedals and i heard some uh examples on youtube that people were you know playing it out so I was just like, that sounds pretty cool. And I, I got it. And uh, we, I, when I rehearsed with my brother, I have another band with him. Like, it's a hardcore band uh, that we uh, which is happened during the writing of all the Tribe stuff. I had all these hardcore songs, and I put them together. And I, I made a separate band out of that with my brother. And uh, so it's just with the two of us. We don't even need a guitarist there. It sounds so heavy with this uh, distortion. It's so amazing. Oh, awesome. Uh, guitarists well, right <laughs> that's right we do it all you do it all uh well <laughs> since you mentioned that i guess let's uh let's segue into this so uh i've got some listener questions for you and one of okay. the questions happens to be from a, a gentleman named uh, mike palomino who says do you have any other bands that you're involved in currently um and then a second part to that is whatever happened to and i don't know how to say this safara um okay yeah yeah so uh, uh so yeah you're doing a band with your brother okay so i have a band with my brother and it's like hardcore db kind of uh poison idea meets like nails or something i don't know or like there's nothing slow in it it's just uh and when i say nails there's only a couple parts that have like blasts it's it's very it's pretty like db the whole thing and it's like just short fast songs nine songs and it's called uh nihilist death cult and uh, we're just going with that for now, and uh, we'll see what happens. This is a lot of fun. It's fun playing with him. He, like that's his style, and when you hear him play it, it's just like, it's like you know, awesome. Love love playing it. Yeah, it's a the whole energy into itself. So uh, Sfera <laughs> is something that happened with the last lineup of Soulstorm. Uh, so that lineup of Soulstorm was 2014 to 2016, and. The end of Soulstorm was the end of 2016. So 2017 was Sfera. And we, we wrote some songs, uh, the same lineup, and uh, we did this demo, and everything just kind of fell apart for different reasons after that. Like, uh, you know, the two guitarists were fighting. They had their own issues, and it was just like, 
I'm just trying to get shit done, guys. You know what I mean? It's like, so was, uh, at the end of that, so 2017, it was just like, uh, I think, you know, we, we should, it's probably the end of what we're doing here with Sfera. So I'm just going to, you know, move on. <laughs> so I talked to Jason and I said, uh, I got a whole bunch of songs. What do you, what do you propose we do? And he said, let's get flow. And I'm like, let's do it. There you go. So yeah. just, and then, uh, history was written step by step <laughs> by step by step uh yeah yeah basically uh yeah and uh you know and social media played a, a step in that every step of the way like i mean uh every you know i mean like all of a sudden we had shirts and all of a sudden we have stickers and buttons and flags and like you know vinyl and i got another guy who wants to put out cassette you know and then like even the whole deal with vic records came through the whole social media like i mean it was just like just contact me there and so everything's been happening pretty cool and like, you know, and pretty, pretty fun. And like through a whole grassroots kind of like a growing way and, uh, you know, just really touching base with people. And, you know, it's not like, just like, uh, you know, here, here's, here's our album. See you guys later. You know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I, like I see that, like, you know, probably like, uh, half of the pages, uh, people follow, they don't even update anything. And I don't want to say there's always something to update about, Sure. But, uh, you know, I, I like to keep engaged with like the with people and just be like, hey, you know, how's everyone doing? You know, happy Saturday. Just checking in, you know, and have a good weekend. See you later. You know what I mean? And it's like people like that kind of stuff, you know? And yeah, absolutely. Seems like it. I don't know. I like, I like it. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> there's always like, you know, people that are always like, oh, you have shirts. I didn't know. You know, there's also, and it's just like, well, what do you think I've been doing in the last, <laughs> promoting the last couple of years, right? So, exactly. Uh, but it's still, like, yeah, I mean, it's like you don't reach everyone all the time. Not everyone's on social media all the time like we are or, like, you know, like there's a small percentage of people who are always on there. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Everything helps. I think it's, it's pretty fun. It is what it is. I, That's, like, yeah, my yeah. favorite saying in the world. <laughs> so, uh, well, there you go, Mr. Palomino. Uh, now you know what other bands he's involved in. Uh, Ed Coleman wants to ask you, you did some thrashier stuff with Overthrow, and Soulstorm was kind of industrial but still heavy, and Tribe is brutal death metal. If you weren't doing Tribe, would you consider doing another type of music that wasn't metal? Does that count with what I just said with my brother? Uh, I is suppose, that... being as how I didn't know that was going to come up with that, so I maybe. Like, um... is that, <laughs> but is that, is that not, that's not metal. I mean, it's like, it's metal-ish. Yeah, but it's like uh, I would think it's a little bit more on the hardcore side in the whole sure. attitude and approach of it. Uh, so that's just one thing I, I would do. Like I did have a band like ten years ago that was a little bit more uh, uh, dark wave kind of stuff, like more like a little bit in the goth thing or whatever. There was like a lower vocals, you know, kind of thing and uh, typo negative kind of stuff. Uh, I don't want to compare to that because I'm not too familiar with them. You know what I mean? So sure. I. But I, it was, that would be like a version, like, I mean, I, like I'm thinking like the Cure, Nine Inch Nails, oh, gotcha. that kind okay. of stuff. But, uh, but I'm not, but my vocals aren't that high, whatever. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not a really like a singer, singer. That's why I was just doing this lower kind of thing. Uh, that was fine. I don't know if I would do any of that stuff ever again, really. Like, I mean, I have some songs that I've written that I'd like to release at some point, but uh Tribe is the main focus. Yeah. That's what I always want to be doing. And if I have some time to do some stuff with my brother, just to have some fun with that, uh, I'll be doing the the hardcore thing as well. Uh, I've I've experimented so much in the past. I've done a trip hop thing. I've done uh, 
experimental like uh soundtracky stuff uh like ambient or whatever and uh what else did i do <laughs> it's always you know uh, like i said that dark wave kind of gothy stuff industrial sure. stuff or whatever and it's all fun but then i find my writing is a little bit more limited because i'm not really like immersed in that kind of scene whereas yeah. metal like i know like i'm already like it's you know i already know like the core bands and the stuff that came after and who was influenced by who and you could hear it and you know, it's a lot different. And, uh, you know, I grew up in that metal scene and that's kind of more where I want to be focused and, you know. So probably no boy bands in your future. <laughs> Just guessing. Sorry, Ed, you're SOL there. <laughs> but also, uh, this is also on purpose as well, like for what I want to do now, because uh, not the fact that I, that I have, I guess maybe also because I have experimented in the past and I got it all out of my system, but which might have been maybe detrimental to my early part of the career that people couldn't be like focused with where I was going, you know? Uh, so now it's more like, well, I, I just want to stay focused in this sort of style. I'm not, I'm not trying to be diverse or unique. You know, I don't like these words in metal personally, you know what I mean? Like uh, when people say, Oh yeah, they're really unique and original and different. And it's just like, uh, I don't know why, why are they death metal then? It's us, you know, like these prog bands, they, when the early '80s, when they started getting influenced by all the technical stuff, and the cynic and the jazz stuff, and atheists and everything, right? And it was just like, so they were all moving away from sounding like death metal bands because they didn't like the death metal tropes and and uh, the lyric ideas and stuff like that. Okay, so why are you still singing death metal then? You know, just change the style of vocals. Like, why am I hearing a guy screaming and it's all all these like you know you know passages like these like jazzy kind of you know what I mean? It's just like you're trying to get away from death metal, but you keep the vocals. Yeah. So it's like it's just it's an odd idea to me. Like I don't know, just like you know, I don't like melodic stuff. I don't like any of that stuff. So you 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 would prefer to just be like, hey, we are just a fucking awesome straight ahead, you know, killer death metal band. Uh, fuck all the bells and whistles. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I mean, picture more of, a, more of an angel. Okay. At the beginning, more of an angel. Uh, you heard that and you were like blown away, you yeah. know, altars of madness, blessed are the sick, covenant, you know, like you, you were always blown away by it. So then uh, when you went to go see it, you knew what exactly you were going to get. When the next album was going to come out, you knew already what you were going to get until later on. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. It's, you know, but it's that kind of mentality where it's just like we're a death metal band. Let's just be a death metal band. Like there's nobody. It rarely works. This diversity and changing and bands change their style. And you know what I mean? And this is like and, and who who's that for anyways? Is that, you know, why are you changing your band style? You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't make sense because everybody who liked it up until that point will probably not be following it, you know, further in the future. If you change it too drastically, some will you know, as loyal fans, some will just be like, I don't really get it, you know? Yeah. And some people will hate it, you know, and they'll be like, this is what I signed up for, you know? And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm humbled by the, the, how many people have been getting into all this stuff. And, you know, I don't want to disappoint anybody, you know what I mean? Like people like, like not saying like, you know, I'm going to cater to everybody's, you know, little wish and everything. But I mean that, you know, but, I came into this playing like death metal and like aggressive, relentless, like blasts and like, you know, just like no compromise style. That's what I want to continue to keep doing. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No gimmicks, no bells and whistles, you know, <laughs> just like, uh, just, just do it, write it, do it, play it. <laughs> Moving <it>. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, okay, cool. So let's see here. Uh, here's one from uh, Doug Willis, uh, who happens to uh, run the uh, hey, Incant uh, fan page. Hey, Doug. Yeah. 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 Uh, he wants to know, uh, do you have any plans for future projects with John McEntee? And also, what's your favorite strain? <laughs> two unrelated questions, but two great questions. Yeah, I guess there's no surprise that I spoke weed, right? But I, I hadn't. Know. I had no idea. Or maybe it is. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I don't post about it actually. So yeah, no, there wasn't. Uh, other than I have watching it. it, I have I have smoked it in a couple other interviews, and that's actually the only times as well. And I never really say it's weed anyway. So uh, I guess yeah, I guess maybe many people don't know. Favorite strain? Let's start with that one first. Maybe Rockstar. I like that one. Uh, I just ordered some more of that. Um, uh, the 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 purples are good. Anything in the purple family or the blueberry family, <laughs> those are good strains. So here's a funny story. And uh, when I when I write the music, uh, I don't have any uh, song titles, and uh, so I just have working titles because because in you, the past, because you I, gave them all to pestilence. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mamelli stole them all. <laughs> you took all my time, song titles. Oh. So, so, but what I found in the past is that if I have like a song title and it's a specific, you know, and it's something I want to use, once I assign it to a riff, it stays there, right? So I wanted to avoid that because it doesn't always end up like that once I finish the lyrics, like with that title, right? So I wanted to stay away from that and I just wanted to use all these working titles. And uh, so every song is after a weed string. Okay. Uh, that's what that's that's how I just read, you know the different riffs and then all those different riffs go into a song and it's still it's still a weed strain is the name of the song, and it's funny even when we go to the studio and Flo plays on everything, nobody knows the names of the songs until I do the vocals, which is the last day, and then Christian, he's the only one there that knows what the songs are, and then I tell him all the new song titles and everything because but up until then it's a, a strain of weed for every song title. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, this little little tidbit, this is kind of fun. And then uh, I'd like to write with John. Maybe like hopefully, uh, like I said, like he was busy with the the whole wedding thing and everything this summer, and the whole um, pandemic thing has just put a damper on everything to sure. right across the board. Right. I mean, no touring at all. Otherwise, I'm sure we would have been up here a couple more times uh, on tours, and uh, or I would have gone down to see some shows down in the states. You know, we used to go down to Buffalo or Detroit or something. So it would be cool to see him all that time. And yeah, I want to record, uh, I want to start writing with him uh, as well. Like, and I don't know, like I know his style is different than mine. It's sure. going to be interesting. And because I still want to keep, uh, you know, a uh, tribe really like uh, relentless and upbeat. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It's, it's very premeditated. Like the, it's happened like that, right? So, right. And the song's short and everything. So, uh, which is like, it might be a little bit different from his style. It depends. I don't know how. He works everyone works different so if he's got riffs i like to incorporate riffs so i don't know yeah awesome i like the range and stuff all right doug you just got your answer uh i'm sure he's on the uh scouring for sources right now uh funny <laughs> story he actually lives like 15 minutes away from me and we just found this out about each other uh here just in the last couple of months so he's my fucking oh, yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy uh, right so yeah, shout out there, Doug. Uh, all right. Last question here from the listeners, brother. This is from Pete Irons. Just, uh, wants to know what's been, uh, one of the craziest live or studio experiences you have either something super funny or something super fucked up. He says, huh? 
And he's been doing this for a long time, guys. So, uh, you know, bear with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I, it's two things that I could just think of right now, really quick. Uh, sure. there was, there was, uh, there was one time, you know, this is, this is more of a lesson. I think like at the end of the hindsight thing, like I was thinking, like I, was, I wanted to change my strings on my bass, but I kind of put it off. I knew I should have changed them. I put it off. We got on stage, literally the first couple notes, the first bass string, the top bass string, the breaks. I sang, I, and the whole song had like no bass and I, and I was trying to sing and trying to figure out something to do and octave and which didn't sound right for souls. This is a soul storm, by the way, like, uh, it was in Rochester too. I think we were New York. So New York down there okay. with uh, Jenna tortures and stuff. Uh, so that was a weird thing. So that's, so, you know, change your strings. <laughs> there's, there's a lesson there. You know, that's not the strangest thing that's happened. I'm just saying that, that just came to my mind. But I remember we were playing a show in uh, Milwaukee at the Eagle Auditorium, which is where we played with uh, the Milwaukee Metal Fest. But I went back with another band, uh, Monster Freedom Machine, and uh, I was on stage. I was jumping or something, I, and I came down a little weird, and my ankle fractured. Like, uh, it wasn't like a fracture fracture, but it was like, I think I fractured the tip or something, which is, I've already had a break there before. So it wasn't too comfortable for it to happen again. And, uh, so, it, but it didn't, so yeah, it was like the, the tip of it fractured. Right. So there's nothing you could do. Just have to wait it out or something. Ugh. That's not a good story. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so when somebody says break a leg, uh, you know, <laughs> break an ankle, <laughs> you're like, yeah, dude, the fucking been there, done that. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So the, yeah, not the first time. Uh, well, it was the first time on stage, but after an overthrow show in Miami, this is when the first time it happened. Uh, it was like late, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and I stepped off the back of the stage, and uh, we were playing a show in Miami right before we were going to do the album with Scott Burns in Tampa. So we were already down there and stuff. And uh, I stepped off the stage, and it was like the whole the back. There was like a little, like maybe this wide, and it was just like a little bend in there, and then then it went normal. I don't know, like a little lip there or something, and I. Just came down and like plus the stage was maybe like this high or something like three two three feet or whatever and so I kind of jumped down on this little ledge and that's when the first time I fractured the ankle I think I was like nineteen or twenty yeah so it's a, so that's a, that's the two times that's happened a recurring you know injury there metal related injury MRI <laughs> uh, refer to them as a battle scar sir. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I that's what you get shirt. for that's what you get for jumping around and trying to give people stage presence. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's always a price to pay. Yeah, right. So, well, uh, awesome. Thank you for answering uh, our listener questions, guys. I hope you got some some uh, satisfactory answers from uh, from Nick. There, uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. I, I definitely uh, awesome. appreciate Thanks, you coming on the show and and uh, sharing sharing your music with us and and sharing your stories and everything like that. Uh, if people awesome. want to follow you online and uh, you know check out the music, uh, what's the best places to to see uh, what you got going on? Um, Facebook, I guess, is the most kind of interaction type stuff. Although um, you know Instagram, Twitter, it's like I still like get back to people and uh, you know talk to people and you know follow back. You know we do that. You know, <laughs> so uh, a lot of people don't. They're always trying to have that. We have this many followers and we're barely following anyone. Look how cool we are. Right. I'm just like, I'm just like, well, if I don't follow some of these people back, they probably wouldn't follow me back because that's kind of what I do. So, like, I mean, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's just like, you know, and they're all fans. They're all spending money. They're all enjoying it. So, I'm just like, oh, why not? We're all like, you know, we're all just 
trying to have fun here, you know. I'm just glad that people are digging this. It's like so amazing, you know what I mean? Like that's the best payoff right there, you know. Yeah. That I people enjoy the music. I, I think that's fantastic, and I, I think that uh, one of the things that has really brought people together during this last year and a half or so has been the the music business has done its best to kind of pivot and still try to to give the fans and and all the people out there something uh and it's and music has been kind of a constant factor that's that's kept people's sanity levels you know uh manageable um it's just something that people can always turn to no matter what style of music you like and so for those of you that are out there in the world making the music and putting out the material and engaging with the fans uh, I, I appreciate everything that you guys do how hard you work and um everything everything that uh you know that we do for the world i, I think uh, music is is super important so thank you so much for doing all that well thank you too i mean your job as well like bringing uh, you know this kind of stuff to people and uh you know it's all like arts entertainment all this stuff that usually gets forgotten from a lot of people or gets dismissed more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to put a percentage. I have no idea. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, a lot of people rely on entertainment and music and, uh, you know, like to, to get through things or to change their mood or, you know, uh, there's memories attached with like uh, music. You know what I mean? You listen back to something that takes you somewhere instantly, you know, sometimes you can even smell it, you know, you, you know, or, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, movies, all kinds of art. It's all like, it's all this memory and feeling and it's like, you know, serotonin and you feel good listening to certain music and you crank it, you know, and, you know, I, I love music loud, you know what I mean? Like in the car, I'm always cranking it so loud when I'm by myself, obviously, because, right. you know, I mean, so not everyone can take it as loud as I can, but, you know, uh, maybe that's also from playing live so much over the years. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, we played uh, with Motorhead quite a few times and they're, they're very loud. So, you know, back in the day there oh. saw them that's good <laughs> love that so awesome so uh, yeah. there you have it ladies and gentlemen from the man himself so follow tribe of pazuzu keep up with nick on all of his pages stay tuned for the double ep vinyl release stay tuned for the new album coming out and just uh just keep your eyes and ears peeled there's some cool shit coming your way nick thank you so much for hanging out on misery point radio man this has been an honor it's been an absolute blast love talking to you open door for you anytime you want to come on and talk about some stuff we'd be glad to have you back on awesome thanks so much thanks for everything thanks for having me on here give me the opportunity to you know spread my gospel of death metal <laughs> and what i have to say about it and uh you know, just uh, give me the chance to just talk about crazy shit, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. And thanks, of course, to all of you out there in radio and podcast land for tuning in as always. Definitely appreciate it. Like I said, make sure you support Nick and Tribe of Pazuzu by following them on all their social media sites and buying some stuff. They got some cool shit on their Bandcamp page. Make sure you check that out. And don't forget, follow Misery Point Radio on your favorite streaming platform, which now includes Pandora, Amazon Music, and Deezer. How fucking cool is that? Now let's close this motherfucker out with one more song from Tribe of Pazuzu. Here's a title track off their second EP, King of All Demons. KFMP, out!
Crush the bones beneath our face 